This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. What's up, After Buzzers? We are doing a brand new after show tonight, but we're doubling it up. We're doing episodes one and two of the Titan games, so stick around because you're not going to want to miss it. You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. Here we go. Get pumped. Get pumped. Get pumped. Start on an epic note, guys. There it is. Guys, welcome. It's a brand new after show. That's right. I love when that happens. We're here talking about the Titan Games. Oh, boy. oh, we're going again. <laughs> that is going ham in my headphones. We're talking about not only episode one, but episode two. So stick with us because we have got a lot to talk about. My name is Ty Matthews. Y'all can find me on all forms of social media at Ty Matthews PMA. But joining me is an absolutely fantastic host for this panel. You've seen her on AfterBuzz talking about Yellowstone before. You can find her online at Julana. That's on Instagram. Ladies and gentlemen, Julana Dizon. Hi, everybody. I'm Julana Dizon. I'm super excited to be on this panel. I've actually never done a reality TV show competition right? after show before. Weirdly, I've got a lot of experience in this yeah. area. I've talked about American Ninja Warrior. I've talked about American Grit with John Cena, which I think is going to be very similar to this show. Cool. Um, but uh, but of, of course, I've, I've talked a lot about wrestling. That's kind of how I got started here. So I think with Dwayne The Rock Johnson at the helm... Uh, uh, we're going to have uh, a perfect set of skills. You, of course, being a fitness model, we will get into that later on in the show. We got a lot to talk about. We all right? do. We're going to have some fantastic co-hosts joining us later in the season. But for tonight, we're tag teaming it. It's a tag team match, playa. You know. All right. What should we start with? Oh, boy. that's <laughs> What a question. There's Let's start with episode a, a one. Whole lot to get through. <laughs> what better place to start than episode one, the premiere? Let's talk... As we face these uh, these competitions and these challenges, we will kind of uh, break them down and analyze them, and then we will get into the story of the competitors and how they kind of match up against each other. Uh, so let's start. Number one, first off the bat, we got Aona Proctor taking on Emily Anzulis, mm-hmm. easy for you to say, in the <laughs> Herculean pull. Now, in the Herculean pull, these competitors will have to pull two silver 100-pound poles that are longer than a truck out of, of these holes. Once those are pulled out, then they will be competing in a blind tug-of-war with a nine-and-a-half-foot-long golden pole. All right, now what do you think, what were your kind of thoughts about this going into the gate? Since you've never covered one of these shows before, and starting with such a such an intense challenge, what'd you think? I thought, I, I really like, after obviously seeing the different types of, um, like, physical tests that they had and the different activities, mm-hmm. I like the ones where they're head-to-head the most and, like, right. they're going against each other. So, and I like seeing how they use different tactics. So for this one, you know, one of the girls, she, the one that ended up winning, she kind of, like, 
planted her knees and was just pulling with her right. upper body. And I was like, wow, what a great ab workout. First <laughs> right. of all, exactly second right. of all, but that's kind of how it is. Like, you just got to like find that once you find that perfect position, then I feel like you have it. Exactly. Yeah. And I think that that's a good point that you bring up because that's the sort of thing that sets something like the Titan games apart from something like say American Ninja Warrior or something like that. It's that head to head nature, you know, it's already intense enough when you're going through obstacles like this, but when you're doing it and you have to do it faster than someone else, Mm -hmm. that's just as strong as you, that's gotta be so much pressure, you know? Yeah. It really comes down to not only how um, strong and agile you are, but also your technique right? and your smarts. Yeah, exactly. And it's, it's funny you mention that because just something as small as one slip up can make all the difference. Um, uh, Aona Proctor, she's, you know, it looked like she was really kind of pulling ahead. It looks like she's making a lot of progress. She falls Mm -hmm. just once, not very, not, she's not down very long. She gets right back up, but that's long enough for Emily to capitalize and get the win. Yeah. And actually Emily didn't know that she fell because you didn't see her, but that's another thing too. It's hard because you can't see them, but if you get lucky and you are pulling or pushing when your opponent is resting or they fell down or something, then you get a big edge. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Now let's talk a little bit, before we get into more of the challenges, let's talk a little bit about the presentation of the show. We came in with the Hunger Games theme. That'll be our theme going forward this season in the Titan Games because obviously the influence is pretty obvious. Let's talk about about that, about that kind of presentation. What do you think of it? Oh my God, I love it. I mean, (laughs) I actually just watched one of the Hunger Games movies the other night, but when they start putting all of their Titans on the wall like that with their pictures, pictures the first thing you think about is seeing you know in the hunger games when their their profiles pop up right and i was like that's what that is and their little uniforms and everything i'm like of course it's totally the hunger Games. exactly if if the rock was dressed a little bit more eccentrically it would be full full hunger games can we get some like fake teeth like stanley tucci has i don't know if they're fake they're very very white Um, and can we bring the contestants in on chariots next time with like fire behind them we really gotta yeah we gotta amp up this presentation guys it's already at 10 let's get it to like pretty high i would say the production value of this show is pretty incredible there's a lot of fire the fire budget for this is real real high Mm -hmm. and even the sets like first of all that arena is mind-blowing it looks like a real arena and the things that they're using to do their physical tests i'm like first of all i was like how long does that take to reset that i want i always think about little things like this while i'm watching the show (laughs) i don't know why exactly no you're right absolutely next up let's talk about james jane lewis versus mike evans um now uh james or mike evans sorry he's you know Seven years ago, he started working in construction with his dad. Although he talks about their relationship, it's it's more of a almost like a, a brotherly relationship than it is, you know, a father son relationship. And that's what it is: is everyone in this competition is kind of fighting for something else. You know, everyone's got such varied backstories and and uh, motivations and things like that. So it's it's nice to see that sort of a a, a relationship. Uh, by the same token, his opponent, James Jean Lewis, has his own uh, son to fight for. His, you know, little mm-hmm. seven-year-old Samaj, um, you know, wakes up at friggin' what, four so in the morning? So early. Yeah, wakes up at four. He said he feeds four, him breakfast at 5 a.m. Feeds him at five? I, I was, was like, th- why can't you, why can't he sleep past right? five? <laughs> I never so ate early. that early when I was that age. 
Um, but after after he sends Samaj off to school, he's delivering beer sun up to sundown, and then of course getting it done in the gym because you're not going to be on something like the Titan Games mm-hmm. if you're not putting in serious hours in the gym, clanging and banging, as they say. I thought that he looked like Tyrese. Did you think that at all? I could see that. That was the first thought I that I had that. about I could him. See that. But yeah, I love his relationship with his son. So cute. Also, after sure. he won, he's he known, just ran straight to him. Did you ever see Heroes? Did you ever watch Heroes? No. So in Heroes, just just a little bit of a tangent. Not too long. We get right back. There's a character called the Haitian. James Jane Lewis is called the Haitian oh, yeah. Sensation. That's who that reminded me of. NBC Synergy. That's what it's all about. Even if it was unintentional. <laughs> It was probably get intentional. That, get that they NPC probably did that on synergy in there. Um, but they're facing off in the hammering ram. No, in the hammering ram, these competitors have to uh, swing a 10-pound hammer against a plate, exerting 1,000 pounds of force until a 350-pound ram drops, at which point they've got to swing it against these gates by a rope until it breaks through, pull the victory chain. We'll be seeing the victory train over the victory train, the victory chain over and over as the challenges uh, progress. It's 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 symbolic, I think. But um, this this is definitely like I feel like one of the more visually appealing challenges. Mm-hmm. You know, like once that ram drops, it is yeah. enormous, and they have to swing it so far back. To get that kind of force against the the gates. Well, even the first part when they're swinging the sledgehammer, I don't think I'd be very good at that because right. you have to hit it on the center, and it's kind of a small target. Yeah, yeah. And then, but yeah, the hammering ram is interesting to watch because, like, I bring it up again. There's so many different techniques in how to do something, mm. whereas some of the guys will run really far back and then just try to run back and forth as far as they can, where others will, like, plant their weight down and try to use more, like, of their arm force. Exactly. It's It seemed like the people in episode one had an easier time with the hammering ram. As we talk about episode, episode two, two, we will get into... I'm excited to talk about that hammering Right, ram. exactly. <laughs> Things slipped up just a little bit. It's you know, happens to the best of us. Uh, James's ram drops just barely first. He breaks through the gate, wins to advance to Mount Olympus. Um, uh, now next up, we've got Ben Afuvai, a, f- a fellow someone, uh, who has, you know, has this sort of kinship with the rock rock calls him Uso. That means brother in Samoan for you guys, for you wrestling fans out there. Um, cute, but, uh, but you know, he's, he's putting in sometimes 16 hours worth of work on some work days, but he's facing off against La Flama Blanca. I had some questions about that guy. <laughs> what did you think about La Flama Blanca, Anthony Furman? I definitely a little eccentric. Mm-hmm. Um, but if it works for him, if that's what he needs to get himself through a gym sesh, good for him because yeah. he is one strong man. He's yeah, he's a big. He was boy. like benching eight hundred. I don't know everything he said. He's got here. Get this. Okay, get you wrote this. it down. He's got an eight hundred and five pound deadlift. A 500-pound bench press, 405-pound overhead press, and he has pulled semi-trucks before. Wow. How yeah. ridiculous is that? And I feel like in with on a show that's being hosted by Dwayne The Rock Johnson, there's going to be a lot of pro wrestling influence coming in. I feel like that's kind of, that's a little bit where La Flama Blanca comes in. Mm-hmm. If Anthony Furman was a pro wrestler, I think that's what we're looking oh, at. Oh, for sure. Coming out to Taylor Swift, you know, no yeah. big deal. But they're facing off. In Uprising, and I feel like Uprising was almost like custom designed for Anthony Furman. Oh, me too. That was super unfair. I was actually really sad to see Ben 
Right. I mean, he wasn't really even any competition no, for Anthony. No, it was a lot of these challenges have been really close, really neck and neck. This was not one of them. Anthony Furman kind of ran away with it. Oh yeah, because and, it's it's a it's a thing designed for strength. Right. And how right. strong you are. And not even not even just pure strength, but I mean, he's pulled semis in almost the exact mm-hmm. same way wearing that almost same kind of harness, right. you know? And that harness is hard because if you don't know how to do it and you don't get the motion right, it will pull you. Right, right, right. And that's, I think that's a good point because when you're pulling semis, it's directly behind you. Mm-hmm. That rope is taut and is completely level. It's parallel with the ground. With this, these anvils that the ropes are connected to, it's at such a steep angle. That's got to make it that much harder to get that sort of momentum going. Yeah. Uh, so basically what what's going on right here is these guys are strapped with a rope to a 40-pound anvil that they have to lift up a 30-foot tower. Not just that, but they have to lift it up that tower through five different barriers. Now, they've got to generate 10 miles per hour of force to break through these barriers. You know what I liked actually about them in particular in this competition? What's is that? They had little clippets of The Rock watching them, and he was just kind of like chuckling. And I just <laughs> I just imagined him being like, oh, these mortals. Right, like. Exactly. Well, have you heard of like The Rock's diet? How, no, how I see him eat a lot cod, of sushi. <laughs> how much cod he eats every day. It's like 10 pounds of cod. Oh, really? It's bonkers. I just watch his Instagram when he has like so much sushi and then a million chocolate chip cookies. <laughs> exactly, exactly. You got to get them cheat meals in when you can. Yeah, why not? <laughs> um, but yeah, Anthony Furman, as we said, kind of ran away with it. A 22-second win over Ben Afuvai. Mm-hmm. It's it's a bummer. It's That's a bummer. Sad. You know? I would have liked to see Ben a little bit more. Exactly. But at least he got his like five minutes he on TV. He had a lot of personality. Yeah. We'll, let's bring back Ben. Bring back Ben. Bring back Ben. We'll, we'll try to get him on the show. We'll try to talk <laughs> to him. He's only in, what, Tacoma? That's not too far. Same coast, you know. Um, let's talk about the 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 Titan grandmother okay. of, of the episode, Julie Dudley. She's 50 years old. She's been a firefighter for over 19 years, taking on Tina Rivas, who works on these enormous skyscrapers. How terrifying is that? That's Working pretty scary. Working with sheet metal that high up. Yeah, those videos they showed, that's a... Hard that, job. That makes Hard your job. that makes your stomach drop when you just when you watch mm-hmm. them. You know, it's like those guys. Have you seen those guys that like run that do parkour on the very edge of buildings that oh, high no. up? Oh, it is rough to watch. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I was very impressed with Julie. Yeah, the fact absolutely. that she is fifty because. I don't know. Anytime that I see someone that's like my mom and dad's age sure. in the gym, I'm so mind blown because I'm like, mom, dad, you could do this. This could be you. <laughs> sure. Absolutely. No, Julie is jacked. Yeah. She is a jacked 50 year old for sure. And that's so inspiring I, I don't to mean be. That. That's so weird. <laughs> she said she's in the best shape of her life yeah, absolutely. at 50. I think that's really inspiring because oh, you sure. always think that, you know, you'll probably be in the best shape of your life between 25 and 35. Right. But. It can go on. Exactly, exactly. So they're facing off in the hammering ram. Now, Julie's side drops down first, but when they get to the rams, Tina is gripping that rope so high that she can't quite get a strong enough swing, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, you really have to stay low, and yeah, you got to make sure you have a good grip, and then like I said before, plant mm-hmm. your lower body and just kind of as fast as you can. Exactly, because what we see later on, either in this episode or the next episode, is that people are gripping it high and it's not even reaching the gates, mm-hmm. you know? 
And I think that's a common thing. I'll touch on it with some of the later obstacles that we get by too. But yeah, body positioning and just knowing how your body works in conjunction with what you're trying to do is really important. Yeah, definitely. Now we will get into the uh, the next stage of the Titan Games. We will get to Mount Olympus. But first, we've got a, a, a message for you guys. So stick tight. Juliana, take it away. I do have a message for you. What's up, After Buzzers? Happy New Year, first of all. And our network here, we produce after shows for nearly all of your favorite TV shows. We've got dramas, reality TV, sci-fi, and more. And there's no network that works harder for you to serve television fans than we do. We need your help, though. We're asking that you please subscribe to one or more of our YouTube channels. And by subscribing to our channel, YouTube will suggest content that's tailor-made for you, and you'll help us here at AfterBuzz continue to grow. And if you're worried about pesky notifications, don't be because they're optional. So hit that subscribe button now for this channel and check out all of our other AfterBuzz YouTube channels as well. If you let us know that you did in the comments, we will thank you personally on the air. This is true. We've done this before. Yeah, get at us. <laughs> and for now, thanks for being the best fans and for helping us be the ESPN of TV talk. Absolutely. Thank you very much. Oh, you're welcome. Now let's get to Mount Olympus. There's a lot to get into. We're going to get into that every single episode. So we're just going to break it down right here. And then from then on, just commit these these obstacle names to mind because we're going to throw them around a lot. We start out with these thousand pound walls. First of all, those don't have a catchy name. Those are just thousand pound walls. You know, they don't need it's a, a catchy it's a, name. It's a half a ton. What the hell do you want from us? After that, after these competitors push those over, then they make it to the gates of Olympus. Now that's four hundred and fifty pounds that they have to push up a twenty five degree incline. Once they do that, it's up to the rolling ascent, which are six spinning cylinders wider than redwood trees. Even after they make it up those. They get to the cliffs where they have to punch and kick their own hand and footholds out of the wall. Once they make it up that, they've got to crank a torch up to a vertical position to light it. Finally, they make it to the descent, sliding down a series of slides, climbing progressively higher uh, walls, I think five, six, and seven feet, down to the ball and chain, uh, 250 pounds for the men, 200 pounds for the women. Finally, with the hammer connected to that ball and chain, they've got to break open the Titan tomb, find the relic, lock it in, and and make it to the Battle of the Titans. Mm -hmm. That's a whole lot. That's a, that's a lot. a lot. Lots to do, guys. <laughs> but this is so good because this really gives them the um, opportunity to showcase their strengths and their weaknesses. Mm. So like we were saying, say Anthony won at the – what was his thing called? Uh, uprising. The Uprising. Mm. Because he's really strong. Mm. But we see him struggle at Mount Olympus because he's not as agile, he's not as fast, he's maybe not as coordinated as his competitor, whereas his competitor was more athletic, maybe not as strong. Mm. So I love the Mount Olympus because we kind of get to see how people are overall in their athletic ability. Yeah, that's a fantastic point. It's designed for well-rounded athletes, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, it, it isn't all about pure strength because, you know, Anthony, he... he he does really well on the the thousand pound wall and the gates of Olympus, but once he gets to the rolling ascent, that is where it starts to fall apart. You know, mm -hmm. he's he's got that brute strength, but you're right, he doesn't have the agility that the the Haitian sensation does. <laughs> yeah, de um, definitely the Haitian sensation. You could see his athletic training. Oh yeah, he Absolutely. just I felt like he flew through 
Mount Olympus. Exactly. No, yeah, he definitely flew through it. Makes it to the 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 torch crank. It is a 600 pound torch, by the way, 25 feet tall that they've got to really just crank up. And as we see it, as the episodes go on, people have to really throw their entire body weight behind that mm-hmm. cranking motion. And do you think because they both did it different ways, and mm. I know, and then in a couple other episodes, some people do it different. But Anthony did it kind of backwards, right? Right. So. I was going back and forth with myself about this. What would you do? Would you push it forward or would you pull it back towards you? I think I would push it forward. I thought that too. At first I was like, maybe I would pull it backwards. Sure. But then I think when it hits that point where it really starts to get heavy, I think it would be easier if you have your whole body weight behind you to push it than to just be relying on your arms to pull it. Exactly. Yeah. And I think you've got you've got a better sense of balance pushing it forward and you can kind of plant your feet a little better. Mm-hmm. If you're doing it backwards, you're gonna end up doing the smooth criminal lean. Right. And then just yeah, eventually, maybe your feet go out from under eventually you. Eventually you're on your ass. That's how it goes. Um, but I, I felt so bad for Anthony. He makes it to one of those walls and he just cannot get over it. That's what I mean. No stamina, you know, really strong, but not a lot of like, probably he doesn't do a lot of cardio maybe. Sure. Sure. Exactly. You could tell he was really tired. Right. It's not just about strength or agility. It's also about endurance. You know, each progressive obstacle that you do, the next one is getting harder and harder. At one point, like he stops even trying to climb the wall and just kind of like looks (laughs) Looks around around. it at James. I was like, oh, La Fama Blanca. Come on. He was probably like a little, I'm sure he was disheartened because at that point you're like, oh, he's so far. At that point, you can only watch. You know, Mm -hmm. it's such a pure David and Goliath story. Uh, But James manages to lock in that relic to make it to the Battle of the Titans. A little bit about the Battle of the Titans. Each Titan uh, that wins at Mount Olympus each episode will make it to the finale. That is, I believe, in eight weeks? Eight weeks from now? Maybe? Mm -hmm. Something like that. It's at the end of the season. Stay tuned. We'll get there. Um, But they're going to be competing in the Battle of the Titans, which I can only imagine what that's going to look like. I wonder if they're going to make a whole new Mount Olympus. I feel like they it's, would because it's they've already be something yeah big. because they've already done these so yeah. it would have to be something new yeah exactly ooh man <laughs> um, so now let's let's uh, get to the the first uh, women's installment of Mount Olympus Emily Anzulis taking on everyone's favorite grandmother Julie Dudley mm-hmm. um, now Emily Anzulis she's 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 not Mr Worldwide but she's the pit bull uh, she gets to the cliffs and she kind of they talk about that MMA background you know she's throwing those strikes kind of punching mm-hmm. those holes open and at first I was like well I mean she's got an MMA background but how like you know, like it. At first, I thought it was just like they were just like paper holes that you didn't really. Right, need I was to. me too. I was like, how hard is it to punch the wall? Exactly, exactly. We thought that at first, but no. As the episodes go on, and we'll we'll get to that. We see people just throwing punches and elbows yeah. and knees, and nothing is happening. I think it's probably like a little bit of a drywall, maybe. Yeah, or... exactly, exactly. But the Julie was she was doing it with her elbows, and I feel like that wouldn't be as efficient. Right, don't right, you think, right, right. I mean, if you punch with your hand, you have a lot more force and power between it's, if you're just elbowing yeah, it. Yeah, and you don't have as much of a range of motion mm-hmm. if you're throwing these elbows, you know? If you're a Muay Thai expert, maybe. Yeah, throw maybe. Them, you... <laughs> throw them elbows and knees in there all day. But um, but I think what we're trying to say is that's a testament to Emily Anzulis' power, is that she can make it look that easy, like mm-hmm. she's just punching through tissue paper. <laughs> that's what we're saying. It all comes around. See? It's the long con. Just go home and try punching your wall. (laughs) (laughs) Disclaimer, don't actually try that. We are not telling you to do that. (laughs) 
But uh, but that's kind of that. It seems like that's really where she kind of picks up a lot of her mm-hmm. lead is on the cliffs. Uh, and not only that, but Julie, much like Anthony Furman, has a lot of trouble on the rolling ascent. You know, it's those those things start spinning, and and the the commentators talk about it. Not only are they these giant spinning drums, but they're not even level. They're on right. an incline. So gravity's making them spin even more. Right. So you're trying to jump up a level, but your feet are slipping backwards mm-hmm. or forwards. Um, yeah, I think for those, I really feel like you, it's one of those things where you have to get it at the beginning. Once you start falling behind and rolling, then you just rolling exactly, backwards. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's like a lot of the obstacles we've seen on, on Ninja Warrior or even on Wipeout. Like if there's spinning drums, you have to really try to kind of make it across as fast and as you can. And get on the front end of the spinning. Exactly. Yeah. Because if you get stuck on one, you're just going to keep rolling down to the bottom. Mm-hmm. Um, eventually, Emily completely surpasses Julie, locks in the relic to make it, uh, to, to advance. Advance is the word that I was looking for. Yeah. That's the one. Advance. To the Battle of the Titans. And we got our first two Titans. Absolutely, absolutely. But that's not it. This is a double episode, guys. Oh, yeah. We've also got this plus another episode. Stick around. We got a lot to, to get in. Uh, let's talk Quinn Rivera versus Tong Law. Now, Tong Law, he's representing the nerds out there, which is a theme that we see pop mm-hmm. up multiple times. I like that. Nerds work out, too. Absolutely. If if I can plug this in for a second, I don't like to editorialize uh, that much, but I just recently started going to a gym called Nerd Strong. Oh, it's nice. right here in North Hollywood. Yeah. It's fantastic. <laughs> it's very, yeah. All the, a lot of the workouts are, are kind of gamified. They're sort of like... No all, way. Almost like D&D kind of workouts. You roll a 20-sided die. You hope for low numbers. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. That sounds so cool. It's dope. I love it. I love it. It's the best. Shout out to all the trainers at Nerd Strong. Go yeah, check and then it it's out. making working out fun for exactly. different types of people. Because know? I have to trick myself into working out. <laughs> That's really what I'm getting at. Gotcha. If it's not these like fictional points that I'm working for, what am I even doing? Yeah, why would you do it for the betterment of your body and health? That's so boring. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> I've got to really trick myself. I have to win at something. Um, but, uh, so Tong La, he's an aerospace engineer. His fiance power lifts with him. So cute. Of course. I'm all for that. Couples that work out. <laughs> uh, but his opponent, Quinn, comes from a town of 9,000 people, Cody, Wyoming. We get a little bit of his hometown. We get this adorable proposal video. Mm. This is proposing to his fiance. That's pretty awesome. Cute. I think they're married now, now wife. Um, but, uh, they will be facing off in the power vault. The power vault seemed like if I had to pick any challenge that I would never, ever, <laughs> ever attempt, it would be the power vault. See, these guys, The Rock himself says he designed it like a crazy old school video game. So you know that can't be good. They've got to cross five 15-foot gaps with these huge poles. They've got to free the golden pole, push over 750 pounds worth of weight. Um, and then they've got to vault back the way they came, climb up it, pull that victory chain. To advance the battle, the battle of the Titans, or I'm sorry, Mount Olympus, rather. I love that they title everything like the Golden Pole or the Golden Ball. It just makes it sound that much more like epic and gamey. What I was thinking about, it's funny you mentioned that. What I was thinking about when we were watching episode two is that every one of these challenges sounds like it could be an action movie starring The Rock. Mm-hmm. Like, can't you imagine like a trailer for Lunar Impact starring yeah. Dwayne Johnson? Right? Yeah. <laughs> They're all, let's all make it happen. And the whole movie would be like a drama of him on this platform trying to talk somebody. <laughs> right, exactly. Maybe. Maybe yeah. that's, He's yeah. a negotiator in space. Uh-huh. All right, working on the spec script. 
Soon as soon as I get home, coming to theaters next year, Lunar Impact. Oh man! Um, so as as they're kind of vaulting along, they're it seems like the stakes are higher with this because at one point Tong he he vaults over and it seems like he just slams his shin right into the edge of one of these platforms. If you ever slammed your shin on anything, your day is wrecked instantly. <laughs> Worse than stubbing your toe. <laughs> I think so. I think okay. so. I think the shin, oh, that, like, it's that kind of pain that makes you so mad mm. at nothing. Like, even if it's a complete accident, you're just furious, <laughs> you know? It's one of those things. Um, but, uh, you know, they're they're going kind of back and forth. It's pretty neck and neck, uh, it seems like, but eventually Quinn Rivera gets the win, advances to Mount Olympus. Unbelievable. Crazy stuff. Yep. Yep. Crazy. <laughs> Sometimes that's all you can say, really. Sometimes you got to keep it short and sweet, you know? Brevity. That's what we're all about. Uh, let's talk Nikki Neal taking on Marianne Sheehan. Marianne was 16 years old when her mom co-signed her into the military. That's young. That's terrifying. Yeah. Like... I don't know. Right? Our, like, our hat's off to everyone, obviously, in, in all branches of the armed forces, because when I was a kid, that was literally a fear of mine. <laughs> like, I don't know where I got it from. I think it might have been Forrest Gump. Oh it's like, God. I thought that the draft was real and that I was going to, like, go, like, to war or something. It was a very vivid fear. <laughs> I had weird nightmares as a kid. Oh, my gosh. You know, it's fine. Um... But uh, she's also a volunteer firefighter in Vermont, which touches on one of the themes that we're going to be seeing a lot. There are mm-hmm. a lot of firefighters. A lot of firefighters. There's no, it's no coincidence. You've got to be in ridiculous shape to compete on the Titan Games and to be a firefighter. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of overlapping in that Venn diagram. Um, Nikki Neal, on the other hand, is a fitness model, like our co-host here. So I wanted to talk to you a little bit about that. See, Nikki, she she says that there are there are misconceptions that just because she's a fitness model, people think, oh, she's just a pretty face. She can't actually get it done in an athletic competition. Do you have, have you faced uh, similar issues? Um, no, but actually, I disagree with that statement a lot. Okay, in my experience, there's there's two types of fitness models. Mm-hmm. There's Models that put on leggings and go to fitness castings sure. that don't work out. And I used to be that. Nothing wrong with that. Mm. You guys still try for it. And then there's actual fitness models who are usually like trainers or they work out all the time or they, you know, have invested in training or they're certified. And that's kind of where I'm at in my career now. Mm. So fitness models that are doing real fitness jobs, they work out all the time. And it's more important because they have to know how to do it correctly. Mm. So if you're not someone that is actually in the gym doing all of these exercises, then it's going to show when you go to a casting or you go to a job. And if you can't squat correctly in the right position, they're going to know that you don't actually work out all the time. So, yeah. Yeah, there you go. See, yeah, exactly. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's that, that, uh, that that argument of like vanity versus function, you know, mm-hmm. and which we'll we'll see that later on when we get to to um, to Cody, one of our our finalists. It's that he you know he works on a farm and he does these functional movements, mm-hmm. and it's it's stuff that you can't replicate in the gym, you know. Right. That's kind of what it reminds me of. So Nikki and Marianne are going to be facing off in the Cyclone. Yet another fantastic action movie. Reminds me of Twister. <laughs> They've got to take these sixty pound wrecking balls. And from the ropes that they're connected to, swing them around. It's almost like extreme tetherball, really, if you can think about it like that. They've got to swing them around in an arc, knock down five of these two-story pillars. 
to light that torch and to advance to Mount Olympus. This is another one where I was just thinking, what a great ab workout. Right, exactly. Your core has to be super, (laughs) super solid, yeah. Mm -hmm. And exactly, like, the first pillar or two, that might be a little bit easy, but as you knock them down, you've got to really get that momentum going to get that wrecking ball flying. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's exactly what Nikki does. She's flying through it, and then she kind of loses steam on that last pillar, you know? She kind of misses a few times. And you've got to think, like, how frustrating that is when you miss. Right, and it's a mental thing, too, because once you start missing or once you start getting behind... It it's almost more mental than it is physical, you yeah. Know? And we'll see that like in in some of the episode two. Also. Exactly, yeah. It's like the snowball effect, mm-hmm. definitely. Um, but eventually, you know, Marianne catches up a little bit, but eventually Nikki gets the win to advance to Mount Olympus. Uh, now, what I was just talking about, let's talk Cole Wadsworth, the farmer, versus David Reed, a combat vet who lost his leg to a mine in Afghanistan, um, which has got to, that's got to come with its own set of, of kind of uh, challenges, you know, especially oh, sure. with a, a challenge like the Cyclone. You know, you've, you've got to think you've, when you're trying to swing that wrecking ball around, it's, there's so much has to go into like planting your, you know, planting your mm-hmm. feet. And so you got to think how that's sort of altered if you're, if you're missing a leg. Um, but eventually Wadsworth wins. He, they, they kind of chalk it up to his experience on the farm, you know, like working with ropes. Yeah. Um, and I think there's something to that. Uh, so he makes it on to Mount Olympus. Um, now let's talk. Heavy metal. Heavy metal is is another kind of interesting challenge. Um, Charity Witt, who's a power lifter, uh, overcame cardiac arrhythmia, is taking on Mariah Counts. Uh, she's an all around athlete and a singer songwriter because these these athletes have creative sides mm-hmm. too. Um, they're facing off in heavy metal where they've got to take three hundred and fifty pounds of chain and carry them thirty feet uphill. Ugh. Unbelievable. Not only that, but they've got to raise a hundred pound block plus more chain three stories high in order to uh to make it on. Um Yeah, what did you what did you think of, of this particular challenge? Well, I think for that one also I, I'm really big on form, okay. like I've been talking about, and this one is really could be troublesome because all that carrying all that weight, you really have to be able to do it right and not hurt your lower back. Right. You know, so it's a lot of legs mm-hmm. and squats and making sure that you're, you know, using the, your quads and stuff and not, you know, like arching your back. So your whole body for this kind of exercise would just have to be very clenched or mm. not clenched. What's the word I'm looking for? Flexed. Relaxed? Oh, flexed. There you flexed. Go. Yeah. Mm. You know, every muscle has to be working. Your core has to be tight for you to be able to stand up straight and not hurt your back. Right. So, and that's got to be doubly important going uphill, you know, it, mm-hmm. it's that much harder. Gravity's kind of, uh, it's trying to force you to, to sort of bend, but you got to stay upright. Oh yeah. You know? Even just doing the treadmill at the gym uphill with no chains. Right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> My legs get tired. So much less. Yeah. 350 pounds <laughs> worth of metal on your shoulders. Um, eventually charity wit gets the win. Um, charity wit, by the way, not to not to gloss over, has a 495-pound deadlift, which I believe she said is a world record. <laughs> Unreal. Absolutely ridiculous. To overcome a heart condition and set that kind of a record. Uh, insane. Um, now let's let's talk about Mantle, Mount Olympus for episode one. Um, we've got Nikki Neal taking on Charity Wit. Um now, it, it's it's so neck and neck, it's so even, and then they get to the ball and chain, and Charity Wit is dragging it with one arm, Ugh. 
That's like, it's like we talked about before. They make this stuff look so easy, you mm-hmm. know? Um, but uh, she she makes it makes it there, breaks through the tomb, grabs the relic, locks it in, advances to the Battle of the Titans. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, exactly. We need, yeah, we need a drop for that every time we say We should about have like a buzzer. Bam. <laughs> or a gong. Oh, yeah. A gong would be really good. That would be fun. That'll be fun audio for our podcast <laughs> yeah. listener. Everyone would be like, oh. <laughs> Uh, next up, we've got uh, Quinn Rivera taking on Cole Wadsworth, the functional farmer. That's a nickname I just made <laughs> up because I'm all about alliteration, guys. <laughs> um, they make it down to the the ball and chain, but Quinn's hammer just doesn't quite reach. Like that's oh, that sucks so bad. But to get that close and to be that neck and neck, his hammer doesn't reach. He's got to pull the ball and chain just a little bit farther. But that's all the time it took for Cole Wadsworth to pull mm. uh, to pull ahead and make it to the Battle of the Titans. He's going to remember that for the rest of his life. Right? <laughs> Vital mistake. He's going to hate hammers. He is going to have a vendetta against carpenters for his entire <laughs> damn life. Um, now let's talk episode two. We got a, a, a little bit more. It's a, a shorter episode because we started, you know, with a bang. We we picked two sets of Titans to make it to, to advance, sorry, to the Battle of the Titans. So let's talk season one, episode two. Let's talk Christina Luna versus Melissa Alcantara yeah. in Lunar Impact. Yeah. Lunar Impact, there's not a whole lot uh, to this, this challenge. They've got to climb up a 30-foot high ladder, or I'm sorry, a, a three-story ladder up onto this platform and then basically just push against the other. They're going to be on both sides of this giant wall and you have to push the other far enough to knock them off the platform. I think this was incredible. This is exciting. I mean, this it will probably be in the may. I mean, I don't know how what the other episodes are like, obviously, but I think this is a good contender to be like top three. Oh, no, best, yeah. Like, it was phenomenal. We're going to be seeing replays of this at the, at the end of the season. Oh, I'm yeah. Thinking. I was on edge. And I watch a lot of TV, and I don't really get worked up. But this one, I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and it's cool because both of them, they're both moms. They're the same age. They're both 33. Mm. And they both had their moments. You know, at first, Melissa had it. And Christina was tired. And we all thought that she was going to win. But and then Christina came back. And oh, mind-blowing. Phenomenal. The, the changes in the tides w- came when they were so close to the edge. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just like they kind of gave up a little bit of ground and then came back. They were that close to being knocked off the platform and then came all the way back. But I think Melissa did more work in this one because she got Christina all the way over and then got pushed all the way back and then had to go all the way over the again. Way so she did double. That's a good point. That's a very, very good point. Absolutely. Um, and, and that adrenaline is pumping and we will get into why uh, that was crucial later on in the episode. But eventually, Melissa knocks Christina off of the platform uh, to advance or to think that she advances which we'll we'll I get know, to. I was scared when she fell off. Man. <laughs> that was yeah, thank God they they were kind of suspended a little bit. That's a high S platform. Uh-huh. Um, moving on, we've got Bridger Buckley taking on another professional wrestler in Robbie Strauss. Uh, Impact fans may know him as Robbie E, uh, but we're kind of, you know, we're not, not focusing so much on that. We're focusing more on his, his, uh, career as a stay at home dad. His dad bod. Exactly. His fight against dad bod, (laughs) as I think the hashtag is. Um, Really cute though. Exactly. Yeah. 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 He's doing curls with his twins, uh, Carter and Cash. Yeah. It's a good thing he had two of them. Right? 
That's convenient. Carter and Cash, I just put together that Johnny Cash reference. <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's a deep one. But also, I when they were talking about Bridger, they said he goes to the gym five hours a day. That's that's crazy that's for me. That's too much. What do you do at the gym for five hours five a day? Hours. I mean, you have to maybe like you warm up, you do maybe you do like a whole body workout, you do upper body, lower body, abs, you stretch, you roll out. You go to the sauna. Like, what do you do for five hours? Right, I don't exactly. know. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of sauna time. Every single exercise possible. Right, exactly. But this is what we're talking about. Robbie Strauss has a lot of trouble with this hammering ram. Oh, yeah. Like, he's throwing his entire body. At one point, he's fully flat on the ground. This was dramatic. <laughs> Let's be real. This was the most dramatic thing that I've seen as far as a fitness Move. Uh huh. I mean, he was literally on the ground rolling around. You mean dramatic, meaning like he's like flopping out there? Yes. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Calling my boy out. <laughs> he was just like, let me throw my body on the ground and yeah. see if this will work. Didn't didn't quite work out for him. Uh, Bridger wins, uh, advances to Mount Olympus. Next up, we've got Carla Miranda taking on uh, Nika Sedgi in. Uh, the tower drop, which is basically just extreme kerplunk. Right. If we're being real, <laughs> that's funny. They've got to they've got to pull these fifteen long uh, foot long poles out of a tower as they climb up and release a fifty pound ball, which is on top of the highest golden pole. Literally, it's just think of ker- kerplunk. You got it. That that's what it is. <laughs> Life sized game. It is. Yeah. The the highest stakes kerplunk. I think that out of all the ones we've seen so far, I would choose to do this one. Okay, I interesting. I was watching and I was like, I think this would be doable for me. All right. I can see that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Interesting. Why do you think that is? Um, I don't know. I feel like climbing is not that hard and okay. I have pretty good balance. And, sure. And for me, you know, pulling the poles out would be difficult and you need arm strength, but I think I could do that better than like pushing something or... I, don't, I feel like I'm not that strong. Right, but okay. something the way the movements are, you know, this is a little bit easier than having to pull something like that. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, it's it's given Carla the a f- five feet. She's the smallest competitor of the season. Five feet, 105 pounds from Puerto Rico. She has a lot of trouble climbing up those kind of yeah, those platforms. Yeah, because baby size. <laughs> the other girl was 5'9". Five 5'9". Nine. Five nine. If you're five... Not just a couple <laughs> inches, nine inches taller. Yeah. So, Nika, needless to say advances to Mount Olympus, which sadly, she will not be competing against Melissa Alcantara. Her knee flared up once that adrenaline wore off after the lunar impact. So taking her place is her opponent, Christina Luna, uh, which we'll get to very, very quickly. Uh, Let's talk Stephen Hoppe uh, versus Montez Blair. Uh, Montez Blair made it to Cornell, never drink, drank or smoked in his life. He's a, a, a high jumper in fantastic shape, but he's going up against an extremely jacked cancer survivor <laughs> in Stephen Hoppy. I like that Stephen Hoppy said "I'm that he was the titan of his own life. That, I love that. Yeah. I thought that was a great quote of course. for the show. Definitely. Um, he's, he's a father of four, and he's got that extra motivation. You know, he's got that family. He's mm-hmm. got that, you know, you've, you've heard that thing, you know, of like a mother turning over a car to, to save her yeah. child, you know? <laughs> it's that kind of intrinsic uh, biological motivation. Oh, yeah. I believe that. Right? For Absolutely. Sure. Um, so they're facing off against Uprising. Um, 
you know, Stephen Hoppy is just getting it done. At one point, he breaks through two floors, just like our boy La Flama Blanca, Anthony Furman did. <laughs> uh, takes it, takes home the win to make it to Mount Olympus, which we will get right into right now. Stephen Hoppy taking on Bridger Buckley. Uh, what did you think about about this? Um, very exciting. They mm. were so close. I much prefer seeing Mount Olympus win. The competitors are very close. Yes, exactly, exactly. Obviously, I mean, it's we don't want to see anyone. Who doesn't away like that? Yeah. yeah, but um, yeah, it just comes down to a lot of technique and strength, and I I like to see how each person uses uses their own strengths in different ways and exactly. what, how they choose to overcome the obstacles. Right. And I think, yeah, that five hours in the gym that Bridger's putting in paid off because he flies mm-hmm. over that last wall on the descent. Just like they're pretty neck and neck up to that point And he just vaults over it with <laughs> no problems, takes home the win, advances to the battle of the Titans. We've got our final trip to Mount Olympus, Christina Luna taking on Nika Segi. And we talked about the competitions being neck and neck. This one was not. This one was not as close. Uh I mean, Christina puts in so much effort. She is exhausted. She can't even... That first thousand pound wall, she's putting in so much effort. So you know that when she finally gets it over, it's got to be that much harder to get through the gates, everything else. I know. You kind of tell they both ran up to the walls and was like... Nothing moved. And it just did not budge. <laughs> I was like, oh, man. Oh, God. Where did we lose her at? At the, the wall the, I think it was the cliffs. It the was cliffs, the cliffs. Yeah. Because she was one of those. She was pounding trying to make those holes, and it just was not giving for yeah. her. You feel so bad because that's got to – got to have so much adrenaline running through your body. But when it's just – when it's not happening, it's not happening. I know. I'm kind of sad that we didn't get to see Melissa do it because I feel like that would have been a really close – competition exactly that would have been a wild wild mount olympus maybe hopefully we can she can come back in some way uh over the course of the season uh but eventually nikki Segi just runs away absolutely destroys mount olympus and is our final uh participant making it on to the battle of the titans this week Woo. We made it. Yeah. <laughs> it was a lot to get through. Thank you guys for sticking with us. Um, but this was a hell of a show. Did you did you enjoy yeah, the season I do. premiere? I like it. And I like the fact that they're competing against each other. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, that that head-to-head nature really kind of adds a whole new dynamic to mm-hmm. it. And then also just so cool to be coached by The Rock. Yeah, exactly. Really, he is kind of their coach. Exactly. Yes, I yeah. mean in the, the in the season premiere, you know, they show that where they're all in the room or the locker room or whatever. Right, he comes right. in. I'm like, wow. Imagine that. Like you're on a football team and The Rock comes in and he's coaching you. <laughs> that is so epic. The phone calls that we saw people get from The Rock were pretty awesome. Yeah, well, he's oh, such a man. just he's just a cool, inspiring guy, exactly. down earth guy. So. I think he's a great host for the show. I think it's going to be an awesome season. He's the people's champ. He's he's the most electrifying man in entertainment for a reason, guys. Uh, But thank you so, so much for joining us. Uh, If you're on YouTube, leave us a comment. Leave us a thumbs up. If you're on iTunes, download, comment, review, subscribe, rate. Five stars if you're nasty. Of course, reach out to us on Twitter, on Instagram. Let us know what you thought of episode one. We want to talk to you about it. Uh, We'll be right back here, same time, same channel. Next week, Thursday night, we'll we'll have a fully rounded out panel. We'll have segments. We'll We'll have news, we'll have predictions, all the bells and whistles. Uh, but for now, Julana, where can they find you? You guys can follow along with me on Instagram, and my username is at Julana. There you go. You guys, 
You can find me on all forms of social media at Ty Matthews PMA. Uh, very, very soon, season four of The Magicians is coming. I will be on that panel talking about The Magicians. It's been a long time. There's a lot to recap, but we'll get there. Uh, you can find me on Saturdays at Championship Wrestling from Hollywood. Check out those local listings. Uh, and join us next Thursday night, 9 o'clock p.m. Pacific time, talking about episode three of the Titan Games. But until then, we'll see you later. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. <laughs> 